0: Hi everybody, you're listening to 15 in 15, a short series of podcasts commissioned by the Association of Contextual Behavioural Science to promote Worldcon 15 coming up this year in Sevilla in Spain. My name is Richard Bennett and I'll be doing 15 minute interviews with some of the movers and shakers from this year's conference in the service of helping you get the most out of it. So welcome to episode 6. I can't believe we're here already. Turns out time flies when you're interviewing lots of really interesting people and basically just using the whole interview process as your own CPD. So, today I spoke to Dennis Tersch all about compassion focused therapy and the bridge between CFT and ACT. Uh, It was a really interesting interview, so listen up to hear what Dennis has to say. Okay, so, hi Dennis, it's really great that you would join me. Hi, thanks Richard, I'm really glad to be here with you. Okay, so obviously, we're going to turn our attention straight away to the Seville conference and in particular, uh, your workshop. I, I wonder, just before we do that, it would be great if you could just say a little bit about who you are and what you do and what it is that brings you to Seville. Well, uh, my name is
1: Dennis tersch I'm a clinical psychologist working uh, out of New York City. We have a clinic and a training institute there called the Center for Compassion-Focused Therapy. Uh, my partner, Dr. Laura silverstein tersch, and I uh, see clients using a blend of compassion-focused therapy and ACT, sometimes referred to as compassion-focused ACT. And we also see some clients in, in a sort of straight-ahead, pure, if you will, compassion-focused therapy mode. Uh, we do trainings internationally, and we do some research and writing around the science of compassion and contextual behavioral science.
0: And you've... Um authored a book that, um, which is about bridging the, the gap between compassion and, and act. Is that correct?
1: Yes, yes. With Benji Schoendorf and Laura, we've written a book called The Act Practitioner's Guide to the Science of Compassion, which hopefully, hopefully could serve as a uh, treatment manual to some degree and a theoretical exploration, as well as hopefully guiding researchers to be able to find ways that the science of compassion, the research on compassion-focused therapy can be applied within a CBS framework.
0: Now I'm going to own up to having bought your book and not having read it from cover to cover. I've dipped in cool. and uh, and I've, I've uh, attended a couple of lectures with Paul Gilbert uh, here in the UK, so I've, I have kind of feel like I've got a bit of a sense of all of this, but I, I wouldn't claim to, to know it inside out by any stretch of the imagination. It would be really helpful if, if you could give us a sense of What is this bridge between compassion-focused therapy and ACT, from your point of view?
1: Well, for thousands of years, people have known that training the mind in compassion transforms the mind and leads to new possibilities for life. And this is supported by the developmental psychology literature. It's supported by some of the research in affective neuroscience. And we're beginning to see support in the CBS literature as well. Uh, Compassion-focused therapy is an approach to psychotherapy, which places mindfulness and compassion training at the center of the entire experience. And the definition of compassion that we use in CFT is a very old definition. And that's the sensitivity to the presence of suffering in one self or others, coupled with a motivation and a commitment to do something about that suffering. And right from the, the definition, you can hear how acceptance, turning towards suffering and commitment, doing something about it is a common thread in these approaches and probably a common thread across methods for alleviating and transcending suffering for centuries. There's more technical areas of overlap that are very exciting, such as the the way that affiliative emotion and the dynamics of human attachment actually contribute to adaptive, uh, flexible responding. And this is the area that I'm most interested in now. The seeds of it are in that book, but we're kind of expanding this in our current work, is taking a look at how psychological flexibility in some ways has it roots in human affiliative cooperative and caring behaviors it's
0: really interesting i hope i'm not doing you a disservice but listening to the first part of your answer there you know that, that could have been someone describing acts right oh yeah i mean
1: it's it's there's a huge area of common ground there are distinctions too and, and that's one of the fun things uh about working with paul gilbert because he's not at all an act practitioner he's a sort of the the pure uh Compassion-focused therapy approach as the founder of that approach, and he drew a lot from Jungian psychotherapy, his own work in CBT, you know. So, and yet, without intentionally uh, referencing ACT, there are some common, uh, universal, evidence-supported processes that we find, and that to me validates the
0: whole ACT journey it is fascinating i it's not the compassion focused thing but i remember being at a conference where david barlow was speaking and he was describing his unified protocol which was obviously coming from a cbt perspective but there was some you know, when you you strip out all of the jargon, there were some key processes in there which seemed to me that to have a lot in common with with ACT and a CBS approach. I, I wonder what you think about this. Did, I mean, what I guess one of the things I took away from that was that maybe we're at we're at a point where we're converging. You know, from very different perspectives, we're converging on a, on a set of processes that might be really um, helpful, irrespective of what you choose to call your model. I think that's a
1: wonderful observation, Richard, and it brings to mind an experience I had in Chicago in uh, 2016 at the uh, Association for Behavioral and Cognitive Therapies conference. The Beck Institute was giving the Beck Award for achievement and accomplishment, making a contribution to cognitive therapy to Stefan Hoffman. Now, Stefan Hoffman is a friend of mine, and he was famously, you know, uh, debating act with Steve many years ago. And the person who was announcing this award was Bob Leahy, who was my mentor and, you know, colleague at the American Institute for Cognitive Therapy for twelve years. And so here we are in the mothership, the death star of cognitive therapy, you know, like the, or, or, you know, rebel base, depending on the way you used to look at it, you know, so here it is, it's the Beck Institute with Aaron Beck there. I have my one cognitive therapy mentor, Bob Leahy, who debated Steve furiously on these things. He's introducing Stefan Hoffman to talk about cognitive therapy. And what does Stefan do for his acceptance speech is he has a sit down with Steve Hayes and the, theme of the sit-down is how one day we won't need the different terms for different forms of therapy even the term cbt we can throw out because we're looking at evidence-based processes and procedures which contribute to human well-being and alleviation of suffering and that uh that blew my mind you know it was just beautiful i do think you're dead on right richard that is where we will be heading as a clinical science
0: yeah and that feels really exciting you know to, to uh build Build bridges, I suppose, rather than walls. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's fantastic. It's really
1: what's needed because as as David Sloan Wilson and Steve have, have referred to, rather than an ivory tower, we have this ivory archipelago where we have these artificial distinctions. And I think if we view CBS, contextual behavior science, as a brand name or as a tribe, it only gets us so far. But if we view it as a lens, as a way of understanding and decoding uh, trans-theoretical approaches to human suffering and to even generating new things like community-based interventions. The scalability of CBS allows us to build those bridges. Uh, And I I think it's something we have to offer. And it's really time for us to to expand that kind of initiative.
0: So, I mean, I think you've set up really lovely there. The the notion of you know why is there an introduction to CFT workshop at uh, a CBS conference? I think that you know you've made that kind of self evident. Um, can tell us a bit more about this workshop then. So, what, what if people are going to come along to this uh, two days uh, pre conference workshop? What, what are they likely to uh, expect? Well, this is a
1: rare opportunity to work with Paul Gilbert, founder of CFT, and a mentor of mine, a friend, and a really uh, unique polymath kind of psychologist. He'll probably feel I'm big, big upping him a bit too much here because he's a, sort of a sweet guy, but he's a fascinating thinker. And the approach to therapy inside of compassion-focused therapy, you could apply to many different ways of doing therapy because it's dealing with placing compassion front and center. Now for the last, this will be the eighth conference that we've had some form of CFT workshop and, uh, I think it's the seventh that we've had either a half day or a pre-con. So there's been a growing compassion-focused therapy community within CBS. And Paul, coming back after a few years, he'd come to a a couple of our conferences, is going to allow us to now, a few years down the line, uh, look at a a very rigorous experiential introduction to compassion-focused therapy from Paul Gilbert with myself and Dr. Silverstein-Tersch on board to help build those bridges, as you say, so that we can Make this very accessible to uh, ACT practitioners, so that you won't have to feel like, oh, I'm giving up ACT to do this new therapy. It's isn't like, you know, oh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a little break from ACT and do CFT. Far from it. This is an exposure to compassion-focused techniques for people who are, uh, you know, steeped in an ACT or FAP tradition and who can use these things in a in an ACT consistent way.
0: I mean, it does it does sound like quite a unique opportunity the way you describe it there to have the three of you to, to come from these slightly different perspectives to, you know, joining together to present CFT.
1: Yeah, and uh, but experiencing Paul in a workshop is a really uh, special thing. I like working with him. We've worked together for many years. And as you say, Richard, to have a few different perspectives, you know, we're all about flexible perspective taking in ACT, and this is a sort of a individual flexible perspective taking but also a theoretical flexibility which really places mindfulness, compassion, acceptance and these core processes right front and center.
0: So is there a, like a kind of person specification for who you, you would want to see at this workshop or is there something that people perhaps should have on their CV that would enable them to get the best out of it?
1: i don't really think so in a very narrow band way. I mean, I think there's more of an intentional thing that would be good because we really strive for the workshop to be uh, accessible to people at different levels. So the beginner who is a clinician or researcher who wants to learn about the paradigm of CFT and get their feet wet with some of the experiential techniques, learning the meditations, learning the evolved model, the the model of how the evolution of caregiver behavior repertoires has led to this way our mind is organized through compassion training. Uh, The beginner in that will definitely benefit from this. If someone has been working with compassion-focused therapy and compassion-focused act techniques, and they'd like to get unstuck and refine their techniques, have an opportunity to do role plays, tighten up their game by conferring with Paul Gilbert and, and, and the two of us, that, that's possible. And even if you're a relatively advanced practitioner of either CFT or, of course, of ACT, this is an opportunity to take that just a bit further, get into the processes involved with shame, get into chair work. So I like to say that this stretches, you know, across. I think the intention is that you want to learn about compassion and flexibility. That's the main intention. Now, if you've been to, you know, uh, if someone had been to, you know, five Paul Gilbert workshops and they've been to, you know, three workshops that Laura and I have done or something, then maybe, you know, uh, maybe it's time to, you know, check out Kelly or Steve or, you know, something else. So, like, I don't know if you've done several of these workshops. I don't know that there's something that's going to be super brand new. Although it's a little bit like, uh, you know, like a Grateful Dead show, you don't play the same song (laughs) twice (laughs) the same way. So, you know, there's always opportunity. But, uh, you know,
0: that's the aim is for it to be across different levels for people. So perhaps something for for everyone or, or, as you say, the intention is that you can bring these things together and, and that you'll be able to get some benefit from that no matter what your experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the aim. I think. CFT, even though we've been, you know, for several years, this community has been growing in CBS and it's also been growing in its own CFT community. At the same time, um, ACT has been around a lot longer and the dissemination of ACT has been much broader. So at this stage of the game, you know, there's a broader menu. So if you want to choose, you know, I want to see ACT with DNAV for adolescents age 12 to 18, you know, that's a thinly sliced population. And I'm hoping that, you know, Uh, Down the line we'll have you know a CFT for beginners at the conference and then maybe there's a CFACT for uh, People with a relational trauma history, but at this point what we aim to do is to keep a really broad and comprehensive
0: approach for these kind of trainings. Thank you, Dennis. I think you've made that really clear. So uh, one of the things I've been doing in these interviews is is making sure that we don't forget that we're all headed to Spain. So I wondered if there's anything you wanted to say about that in terms of from a professional point of view or from a personal point of view.
1: My wife and I uh, went to the Berlin Worldcon uh, day after we were married as our honeymoon. <laughs> and I can say that the social component of uh, ACBS and the travel component of ACBS is wonderful. It is routinely when friends from other uh, you know, uh, tribes or camps or scientific traditions enter into the ACBS environment, One of the most common things they say to me about the community, which really warms my heart, is that it's inviting. It's open. People want to share their toys and play well with others. They want to get involved. There are people who go out for dinners, have meetings. There's the follies. And it's a beautiful sort of social experience, social experiment where people are putting their values first it's a very kind, open and funny group of people, brilliant group of people. And for an environment like Seville in Spain, which is just such a beautiful city with so much history, uh, it reminds me a little bit of the, the Parma conference in 2011, which was just a blast. You know, I think the, the energy that gets generated in the scientific discussions and the follies and the workshops kind of spills over into these wonderful conversations and really deep bonds that can be forged there. So if you'd like to be traveling with like-minded community members and friends in a beautiful city in the summer in Spain, uh, I can't think of, you know, a better place for you to be. (laughs) Actually, it's great.
0: Okay, great. That's a fantastic advert. So so this interview's had everything. We've had ACT, we've had CFT, we've had Star Wars, we've had The Grateful Dead, we've <laughs> had uh, adverts for the for the conference and some commendations for Spain. Thank you very much, Dennis. It's been a real pleasure to speak to you. It only remains for me to say, nos vemos in Sevilla. We will see each other again in Seville.
1: Thanks so much, Richard. This has been really, really enjoyable. Okay, take care. Take care.